as my friends from Philadelphia always like to talk about, especially now, they're really pissed off at, um, you know, they, uh, so it's kind of, it's a great sports town, you know? Yeah. And uh, baseball is one of the best sports there. They've had some really great teams. Really hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. So, Scott, do you want to talk about one of the more popular trades that they've had? Yeah, you know, there there are two trades, I think, of that are, in my opinion, among the greatest in Philly's history. And one of them is uh, involved Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. when they acquired Kurt Schilling from the Houston Astros. And, you know, I recall uh, Kurt Schilling was a, re- a middle relief pitcher with the Astros, and he you know, was in Houston after that Glenn Davis trade mm-hmm. with, with the Orioles. And, yeah. You know, all... I believe the Phillies only gave up Jason Grimsley, you know, who's kind of a this veteran pitcher, didn't do mm-hmm. a whole lot, kind of uh, maybe a, you know, highly talented you know, young player, and at some point it's like, all right, you know, maybe uh, the Phillies or the Astros are thinking, okay, we'll take a chance on him. Yeah. And I remember liking Kurt Schilling a lot his last season with the Astros, I thought, and before the 93 season when the Phillies – uh, met the Blue Jays in the World Series, I picked Kurt Schilling to win Cy Young because mm-hmm. that's how much he impressed me that last season mm-hmm. with, with Houston. Now, I think he finished top six or something that year, but it was still pretty good for a guy who's relatively unknown. Yeah. So Kurt Schilling for Jason Grimsley was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that was a great trade for yeah. them. Schilling helped them get to the World Series, yeah. had those great run with those uh, that team in 93. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, as a lot of Phillies fans like to say, they, they, they screwed up and they traded him away for Travis Lee, Vicente Padilla, Omar Dahl, and Nelson Figueroa. Yep, from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Travis Lee... Uh, Speaking of highly talented, you know, yeah. first baseman, did not do anything with Arizona or Philadelphia. Omar Dahl, starting left-hander, uh, starting pitcher. But, you know, I think Padilla, yeah. if you take those four players, probably did uh, had, his, had the greatest uh, years with the Phillies of the four players involved uh, in that trade for Kurt Schilling. Yeah. I kind of liked Padilla. I mean, obviously, uh, Schilling... Yeah, won the World Series with right. Arizona, helped them. I think he was co-MVP. We've talked about that. Randy Johnson. With Randy Johnson. and um, Randy Johnson had three World Series wins, and Schilling had the fourth. Yeah. And, uh, and, and obviously it was a better trade for Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, Omar Dahl actually had a, won 13 games for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, I mean, he did okay. Um, Travis... Yeah, Travis Lee was just not good. I mean, he looked like a good player when he came. He yeah. looked like he's all like, yeah, yeah, highly talented. I mean, I mean, he, for some reason, he reminds me of Will Clark. I, yeah. I don't know why, but I remember that feeling that at the time. I mean, he did hit twenty home runs for the Phillies one year, mm-hmm. ninety RBI. But it was just like, I mean, again, this goes back to our age old uh, discussion with uh, when it comes to. Um, would you, do you want future versus now? And Kurt Schilling, I'm assuming the Phillies thought that the best of him was done. Right. I'm assuming. Like, why well, else would you trade him away? But, but also, the, like, like near, near the end of his kind of tenure with the Phillies, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, back then, people talked about record more, win-loss record more, but it was around 500-ish for a couple years there, I believe. Mm -hmm. ERA overall was pretty good, but, you know, it's kind of strange when the Phillies aren't doing that well, and it's seemingly his production decreased. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's hard to say. It may be a natural human tendency. Yeah, so, I mean, looking back on it, they got a guy, uh, Padilla, who won 14 games a couple of times. They got Omar Adal, who won 13. Mm-hmm. Travis Lee had 20 home runs. I mean, if you just the mark, if you just step back and look at numbers, right. it was actually, it looks like it was a good trade for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. More, more than likely, it looks like an even trade. But then you realize they, Arizona won a World Series and, and uh, Schilling won an MVP. And you're like, okay, well. And he's a potential Hall of Famer, as we've talked about. Yeah. And um, there's the intangibles, too. I mean, yeah. I mean you the know, for Schilling. Yeah, there you go, with, with the Red Sox. But also, uh, you know, he, he is, um, you know, th- there's something that, that happens when you get traded like that. And you feel like you have to, I mean, you know, speaking of human, natural human tendencies, I mean, it's kind of hard not to to uh, really step up. And, of course, he's, like, one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. Like mm-hmm. you said, borderline Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it's really hard. You know, Padilla, I, I believe he, he had this reputation as being a headhunter. Mm. And he's someone who was, I mean, I don't know how one defines crazy, but for <laughs> those who have an idea of what crazy is, I think Vincente Padilla would be in that category. I mean, when you're willingly throwing at guys' heads and not really caring, seemingly, that yeah. that's... That's crazy. It's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think definitely a better trade for Arizona because they won the World Series. He ended up winning 22, 23 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he came in second uh, a couple... Actually, he came in second a couple of times for Cy Young. Yeah. His MVP vote. So, yeah, it was a better trade for the... And I think he came in second to, like, Randy Johnson at least one of those seasons, yeah. I think. But, yeah, I think... I feel like Arizona got the best of both worlds with our kind of lifelong argument. They they got the championship, and the guys they got, gave up pretty much did not live up to, I think, what the Phillies yeah. may have been hoping, maybe. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I think if you add up the pitchers, they probably got less wins than Schilling did. Like, for right. Phillies, they got yeah. less wins than Schilling as a whole. There you go. And then even home runs, too. Maybe Schilling, no. <laughs> That's how bad Travis Lee was. Yeah, I mean, he was okay, but yeah, he wasn't, uh, he was really disappointing. Yeah, and this is for another uh, MLB trade history podcast, I think, but, you know, they later flipped Schilling to the Red Sox, right? So, I mean, I don't remember who they got back from that, but yeah, I think in the end, Arizona really won that. I mean, Arizona pretty much, yeah, I mean, they did. They got a lot out of that. I mean, yeah. just on that alone. I mean, I think when they flipped into the Red Sox, they didn't get much. They got like yeah. Brandon Lyon and right. Jorge De La Rosa, I think. Went, you know, I think we talked That's about right. that. We, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Okay. That was one of our. Uh, that was our episode five Star Wars: uh, The Empire Strikes Back That's episode. Right. Our That's Star right. Wars theme, the guys. Yeah, was it Empire Strikes Back? Or, I believe so. Uh, or oh, no, that was Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. There you yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> Back to his home, uh, his uh, original team, the Boston Red Sox. So It's yeah. funny how two guys yeah. keep creeping into our podcast, <laughs> Billy Bean and Kurt Schilling. Yeah. 
Dun, I'm gonna <laughs> sing the Star Wars. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 there you go. Dun, <laughs> By the way, this is a sidetrack. Yeah. Um, speaking of Star Wars, yeah, is it talked about that Chewie never gets um gets a medal at the end of New Hope? I hear I hear it on occasion, and, and I think it's true. I yeah, he's kind of uh, left out. That's really messed up. Yeah, some some people talk about like, hardcore fans talk about it. That's like yeah. that year when. Uh, um, <laughs> When Ichiro won the MVP and, yeah. like, uh, Jason Giambi deserved it. No. Right, right, right. And also just Ichiro, people didn't want to give him the Rookie of the Year either because he played in Japan for a while. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 but I digress. He's, a, he's the newest Marlins outfielder, I believe. He said with, with Miami, right? Oh, that's right, I think yeah. so, yeah. All right, so getting back to the Phillies. Sorry, there guys, I took everybody <laughs> off. Der- I derailed it. <laughs> Much like uh, Omar Amaya this year has derailed the <laughs> Phillies team over the last few years. Um, so let's go back to some bad stuff. And yeah. then we'll make you guys feel better with some good trades <laughs> that Phillies got. But So another bad trade that they made was... Um, this is the worst, considered to be the worst mm-hmm. Phillies trade of all time. You want to talk about it? I'm ready. Who are, who are the, the players involved? Well, Philly's got Ivan De Jesus oh, and yeah. Bill Cottle. Yeah. For uh, Ryan Sandberg and Larry Boa. Now it's funny because I don't know if our listeners know this, but it's kind of tossed around in baseball a lot. I'm sure it's brought up in Philadelphia a lot, knowing those fans. Ryan Sandberg Ryan Sandberg was a throw in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ultimately that trade was originally about Trading the exchanging exchanging the two middle infielders trio and and Jesus and to throw in I mean Mike Codwell I mean, I, I don't, don't even remember him in that trade but um, Coddle but uh, Ryan Sandberg ended up being the only Hall of Famer and maybe one of the well Hall of Fame second baseman right yeah maybe one of the what four or five best second baseman of all time. Hard not to if you're a Hall of yeah. Famer. I mean, his numbers were great, especially yeah. for the time he played. Yeah. If you sit back and look at the numbers yeah. individually, on a compact way, because he didn't play, it looked like it, he didn't play that long, but mm-hmm. you know, he had 282, 282 home runs and had like over 1,000 RBI. And he had 40 home runs when it really mattered. Right. Right. Before the steroids era. Um, yeah, I mean, it was such a great trade. And Larry Boa, um, he was like a spark plug. Like, he later on became the Phillies manager, I guess. They brought oh, him. Oh, Larry up. Boa. Yeah, not Manny. It wasn't, it wasn't Manny Trio. It was Larry no, Boa. It was That's Larry right. Boa, yeah. 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 And Larry Boa ended up, you know, he didn't do very much for the Cubs. But, you know, that's enough, dude. Ryan Sandberg. It's funny because the the guy I kind of I tend to think about if you're gonna like compare players, I think BaseballReference.com compares players, right? Mm-hmm. I I often think of Jeff Kent, and I think Jeff Kent's offensive numbers were better than Sandberg's. Yeah, I believe they both won one MVP each, but I I, I just keep thinking of Ryan Sandberg as a better player than Jeff yeah. Kent overall. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I think that Ryan Sandberg, and I agree with you, yeah. uh, and I think part of it is Ryan Sandberg was almost like he revolutionized the position right. and allowed people like Jeff Kent 
to get to play second base. True, true. I think before Ryan Sandberg, Jeff King would be a first, like an average first baseman or play third base. Yeah, or stayed at third. Or, yeah, yeah. stayed at third. Or, or even become a DH in the American League. Right, because there, right. nobody would, ha- would trust him enough to play second base because you're supposed to be skinny and small and not hit that much. And yeah. You could get injured. A lot of teams would put him in, like, positions that would protect his health, kind of right. like first base. Right. Whereas in, you know, Ryan Sandberg showed that at that size, you could yeah. still be a good player. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he was more known as a guy who didn't make errors as opposed to like a double play guy or like a really quick second baseman. And that part too, Amir, reminds me of Jeff Kent. You know, yeah. really get the routine plays, yeah, yeah. not spectacular, like you're diving for balls and getting deep into the hole. But if you think about it, so Ryan Sandberg was a rookie in 83, yeah. I believe, and that was the same year as Tony Gwynn, and there was another yeah. superstar rookie that year, I think. Um, was it Wade Boggs? Or? Yeah, Wade Boggs, thank you. And another third base. Well, thir- So the year before, um, Cal Ripken Jr. Mm. Um, was a rookie, and he was a, a big shortstop. He was, yeah, I yeah. think, a third baseman originally, but moved to shortstop. He was a big guy. Yeah. So, like, in recent years, we have, like, you know, Alex Rodriguez and Miguel Tejada, and these guys are talking about these power-hitting shortstops and middle infielders, and around that time, mm-hmm. Sandberg and Ripken up yeah. the middle. Different teams, of course, but the, the point is power-hitting. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, the guys involved in that trade, DeJesus, I mean, those guys are, I think, primarily known for their defense. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's, it's it's like it broke uh, like a, a trend or started a new trend in a way. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's also better than we think of him as better. Not only because he played with there aren't that many good like um, Jeff Kent played with Barry Bonds, whereas in right. Andre Dawson came later. Um, right. Nineteen eighty four, Ryan Sandberg. I believe he won the MVP. If I'm not mistaken. I, I believe so. Yeah, and I think it was he, that year. And he um, he was like the main star for his team. Yeah. He was the main star for his team when the other players weren't that great. Right. Um, and then another thing that's re- I think it's really important is while Jeff Kent, I don't think he took steroids, yeah. but he played in an era where like offense was king. Right. And there's a lot of reasons for it. It's not just steroids in my opinion. I do think the balls may have been juiced. Sure. The parks were smaller. Yeah. Pitching was a little bit, it wasn't as good. Yeah. And because, don't forget, the Rockies are the Giants' division. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. to your point, yeah. there was expansion. So there was yeah. two other teams. The teams got diluted. And yeah. where does it usually get diluted? It's not the position. It's Because yeah. position players play every day. It's really yeah. the pitchers. Yeah. And especially in, a, in, a, in a, that altitude and, and the ballpark. Um, one other thing about, um, about Sandberg is, you know, that 84 team that he co-led... You know, they were up on the Padres in the NLCS, and they ended yeah. up losing with three in a row. And, you know, that's another one of the, the miseries that the Cubs have had uh, mm-hmm. in their franchise history. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah, at least the Philly fans, you guys have a <laughs> couple of World Series to your name. That's right. That's you right. gave up Sandberg, but <laughs> you won a World Series after doing so. Yeah. Well, a year, a lot. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Um... So that's that. And then another painful trade um, was uh, Freddie Garcia for Gio Gonzalez and Gavin Floyd. Yeah. You know, 
It's funny because I remember um, Freddie Garcia's kind of first, the first big trade he was a part of, and that's when Randy Johnson came to the Astros. Yeah. Freddie Garcia was one guy going back to Seattle. You know, I've always been a big Gavin Floyd fan, and when we were talking before this this recording, I could have sworn he he made at least one All Star team, but mm-hmm. not sure. But I think you, you confirmed that he had some really good numbers with the mm-hmm. White Sox. He had really what two or three solid seasons with them. Yeah, and then Gio Gonzalez won twenty games a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, with the, the Nationals, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was a really good player for the for the A's. Yeah. And so, I think one thing like that's kind of fun to do is like like looking at these guys. Even though Gio Gonzalez had that great season with with Washington with the Nationals, mm-hmm. I like to say, well, what if they kept him? Yeah. And what if they kept Gavin Floyd, the Phillies, that is. Yeah. So, and of course, this show is about the Phillies. So I mean that that makes sense here. I mean, geez, they they would have been loaded at starting pitcher yeah. pitching. Yeah. And I don't think you know. Freddie Garcia didn't do a whole lot for them in the in the end. I mean, they won the the Phillies won the World Series win like two thousand eight or yeah, I believe so. Well, they went to two in a row. Yeah, um, they won two thousand. Yeah, they won it in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And they they lost with the Yankees after that, I think. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you really think about it. They didn't really need pitching. They needed well. They they traded. Yeah, they would have offense. Even, they would have had a better. They would have had better pitching without Garcia. Yeah, I don't even think he played with them. Yeah, he he was there a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, he. I mean, looking at Gio Gonzalez and Gavin, or even just one of them, mm-hmm. you know, I think better than uh, yeah, than Freddie Garcia. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nothing. We kind of softened the blow by talking about. <laughs> Ryan Sandberg. So let's talk about some of the good trades. Yeah. First one that comes to mind is uh, Steve Carlton. We've already talked about it. In, him in the St. Yeah. Louis. Um, yeah, we did a St. Louis uh, podcast with on the Cardinals, and he came up on in that that discussion. And he was already a twenty game winner with St. Louis, but he just yeah. he just shot up to stardom with the Phillies. And yeah. you guys should go check back on the St. Louis one just to feel better about yourself twice. Yeah. And I think Steve Carlton won two Cy Youngs with the with the Phillies, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Wants the eighty and eighty one or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Vaughn Hayes. Vaughn Cleveland. Hayes. Yeah, yeah. That's you all right. remember Vaughn Hayes? Uh, came up with Cleveland, a power hitting uh, player for them, and the Phillies. They gave up. I'm trying to think. Who did they give up? They give up um, Juan Samuel. That's right. Um, the guy with the what people. I'm sorry, sorry. I apologize. Uh-huh. Julio Franco. Julio Franco. That's Julio right. Julio Franco, Jay Baller, Manny Trio, George Vukovic, and Jerry Willard for Vaughn Hayes. A lot of people criticize this trade. Yeah. But I actually think that Julio Franco didn't do much. Oh, well, he did do a lot for Indians. Yeah. He was an all-star, maybe there. But I mean, I think it was this trade. The rest of the guys didn't really do much for the Indians. This was a trade of like Von Hayes for Julio Franco, right. and I think Von Hayes did a lot more than Julio Franco would have done for the Phillies. He was an All Star. He was their sole representative in 1989, and mm-hmm. he was on their World Series team year in and year out. Even when the teams were doing bad in the 80s, mm-hmm. he was a good. He was the one bright star for them. So and this is the World Series they lost to the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. it was good. 
Julio Franco is an interesting guy. One of the best um, batting stances. I think people would agree with that. Yeah. Guy who what played into his what early fifties maybe. Really. Something like that. He played a wow. long time. By the way, Minnie Minoso just recently passed away. Yeah, he was yeah. kind of like. Um. Yeah, Julio Franco. Yeah, he ended with Atlanta. I want to say, and he was late forties, early fifties. Not quite three thousand hits, but a really solid what twenty five to twenty six hundred hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the trade. I think that was a good trade. Another one's Lenny Dykstra coming from the Mets. That's a. Yeah. That was a crazy trade. Yeah, you know, that eighty. Excuse me, that ninety. Three team, and we talked yeah. about the 104 win Atlanta team and the 103 Giants uh, team that in '93. The Phillies uh, made it to represent the National League in the World Series that year. That's the Joe Carter uh, World yeah. Series. And essentially, that trade this is a really good trade for the Phillies. Yeah. They got Lenny Dykstra, Roger McDowell for Juan Samuel. Ah, uh, yeah. And oh, Juan yeah. Samuel didn't do much after leaving the Phillies, he wasn't really. Yeah, those numbers he had were, were really something. Uh, the triples, the doubles, the stolen bases. Uh, thought he had a higher average, but I guess not. Or, and a non-base, too. He didn't walk a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, his career just went downhill after that. Yeah, and Larry Dykstra just... He had, speaking of great numbers, I love... He scored 143 runs in 93. Yeah, he was second in MVP, I think, to Barry yeah, Bonds, and that's, that's when he got after he got the big he got the big contract in the off season there. And he had 129 walks, 420 on base percentage. Huh. Um, yeah, that guy was so fun to watch, and with this big chew in his mouth. Yeah. And he's someone who's been injured a lot too. That was like his first really solid season in his career, and definitely in, in a while. That '93 team, the Phillies acquired. Um, some key players in trade, so Tommy Green, Kurt Schilling, I think Dave Hollins. John Crook was another one. John Crook from San Diego. And then uh, the aforementioned Lenny Dykstra. John Crook, the infamous John Crook, Randy Reddy for Chris James. Chris James, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think of the Phillies, I mean, it's hard to ignore, you know, Steve Carlton and uh, Mike Schmidt, and you know, to lesser degree Pete Rose. But in recent times, it's it's I think it's a lot about John Crook and Dave Hollins, yeah, and Kurt Schilling and Tommy Green and uh, Darren Dalton as well. You know, John Crook. If I'm not mistaken, I think one time somebody asked him about being an athlete he said like i'm not an athlete i'm a baseball player yeah right right right, right. or something like or people used to uh-huh. criticize him or not criticize but make fun of him for that by the way i don't mean this like in any in the offensive way but you mentioned star wars earlier i always thought that john crock looked like jack porkins from episode oh, that's four right. i always i never heard anyone make that comparison and i i you know i've always thought that but is that guy's name Jack Porkins? Jack, J-E-K, and then Pork, I-N-S. That's the character's name or the actor's name? That's his character's name in the movie. Isn't that awful? That is awful. What? Yeah. It's, you can tell it's intentional, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, George Lucas. That's so obvious. What a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's his character name. That's not, that's not his real name. Hmm. Yeah. Jack Porkins. That's oh, it. God, that's yep. So 
I'm actually looking him up right now. Yeah. He does look like you're totally right. He does, does look it? like yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. I also looked up his toys. Yeah. His toys are kind of skinny, so they don't really look like. Yeah. Well, Although John Kirk, when he first came out of his rookie card, he wasn't that big. He wasn't that big. He, he was pretty small. So back then he was a, an athlete, and then yeah. after he became just a baseball player. Well, I mean, also like if you looked at his baseball card, his yeah. weight was like 200 pounds. It wasn't that much. It, yeah. Like, Although I think at the time that seemed a lot higher than it is today. Well, but, I mean, also, yeah. they also lie like Cecil Fielder sure. was like 190 when he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, they lie about the height too. 